Welcome to the Pointing It Out podcast. I am Megan Holmes here at the Needlepoint Clubhouse in St. Louis, Missouri. And I am Melissa McLeod at the Wool and the Floss in Gross Point, Michigan. We have been Needlepoint besties for a number of years now, and we love talking about all things Needlepoint. It's true. And whether we're talking about our friends in the industry or chatting about tips and tricks that we've learned over the years, we are just here to keep you company while you stitch. For the visual version of this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel at YouTube at Pointing It Out Podcast. Hello there. How are you today? Good. I feel like it's a little bit of Groundhog's Day, but same same stuff, different location. I don't I know. So, although nobody else would know that because this is a fresh recording. First of all, let me do something. So I'm going to do a little intro here. So if you are finding this video on YouTube, you are either a subscriber and we appreciate you subscribing to our YouTube channel. And if not, and you're just running across this, then you do not know what you're in for. But what you are in for is what we like to call the Pointing It Out podcast that we, um, my friend over here, Melissa McLeod, who is coming to us from up north, sort of Michigan right now. The, the thumb, the northern thumb. So thumb of Michigan. There you go. She's typically coming to us from her shop, which is just outside of Detroit uh, called in Gross Point, Michigan, called The Wool and the Floss. I am actually here. I am Megan Holmes, and I am here outside of St. Louis, Missouri in Kirkwood at my shop called The Needlepoint Clubhouse. And what Melissa was referring to is that um, we do these uh, videos, sometimes together, sometimes with other members of the needlepoint industry. But we started filming this earlier this week. Was it Wednesday? It was Wednesday at about 3.30. <laughs> and away we go. We're chatting and chatting. And all of a sudden, bam, the, the, the screen freezes. Melissa is gone. I was like, wait, what just happened? I'm looking around. It's beautiful here. They had a major storm. In Sh- should, I, should I reenact my, my face? Was it something like that? It was like the screen froze with Melissa, like terrified looking out the window. And I thought, oh my goodness, what just happened? Well, what happened was the Wi-Fi, the power, everything went right. So we intend this week to talk about the Pointing It Out podcast challenge, one of the items on the challenge, which is stitching every day. And what's kind of funny about this is that Melissa began her stitching every day journey sort of on vacation at her cottage. And now she's back at her cottage to finalize the month of stitching. Is that right? It's true. <laughs> this is true. So the beginning of the month, I was here. Um, I was very fortunate. I, I may talk about it here and there that I happen to have a birthday on the 4th of July. And so that week's a little sacred to me and my family knows it. My friends know it. Everybody knows it. And Um, so I'm always on vacation the week of the 4th of July and, uh, I'm very fortunate to have this lovely lake house that you have visited me at. Um, and I come most every weekend in the summertime and I work from here on Fridays and Mondays and try to relax on Saturdays and Sundays. So, um, yeah, I'm up here working again. I came a day early because that storm we were talking about resulted in a power outage, tons of down trees, all sorts of damage in our community. Um, and my house still doesn't have power. So I'm very, very fortunate to have a place that does have power because after a day or so, it, have, not having power gets really old. So, yeah. well, and I will tell you that we don't have storms, but we've got oppressive 
heat right now. And so if there were no power here, we would all be desperate to be finding air conditioning. So well, it's 90 <laughs> degrees in Detroit. So I, I was like, mm, nope, I'm out. So here I am. So here we go again. <laughs> so if you are fortunate enough to be in air conditioning or enjoying lovely weather, we hope that you are spending some time stitching, right? So a couple of years ago, well, as I said, uh, I have said before, either fortunately or unfortunately, it took a global pandemic for Melissa and I to come together and create this Pointing It Out podcast that we now have been doing since, I guess it was around um, the end of 2020. So here we are, 2023. And um, as a result of the pandemic, a lot of people were doing way, way more stitching. And so a lot of uh, several different shops and several different people in the industry started these challenges. So let's, you know, challenge ourselves to do interesting things with our needle point or try new things or whatever it were. So we also hopped onto that bandwagon and created the 21 and 21 challenge and the 22 and 22 challenge. And we are now onto the 23 and 23 challenge. We are not suggesting that you finish 23 pieces because, well, that's just a little crazy. <laughs> it's easy for a lot of people and it's not easy for me. So yeah, we wanted just to make it uh, a list to work from that would make life, your stitching life a little richer and a little bit more interesting. Exactly. And so one of those things is to uh, challenge yourself to try to stitch every day and for, excuse me, for a month, for a month. Thank sorry. you. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. I was like, wait, every single day of the year. No, no, no. Um, challenge yourself to, to intentionally stitch every day for a month. And I think we sort of landed on 30 days. Um, as a lot of people know, it is scientifically proven that uh, creating a habit for 28 days helps you create that habit and continue that habit. So we're yeah. aiming for 28 to 30 days. What I think is interesting is they used to say 21. Do you remember that? Or maybe it's just because I'm a little bit older than you. But like when I was in college, they would always talk about it took 21 days. And now they say 28 days. I'm not a psychologist. So I don't know why, like what what's happened in our world that we had to add seven days, but they used to always say 20. Maybe we just have a harder time focusing, which is this girl. Uh, but so anyway, so Melissa and I said, let's try to stitch every day in the month of July because she was starting on vacation and we'd be each other's accountability partners. Well, I was absolutely terrible at being an accountability partner. And about three days in, I think you reminded me that I got sick. So you're giving me a pass, which I appreciate. Yes. But anyway, you continued along. Well, my, my life as a mom is a little easier right now. My kids are in their twenties. They're basically grown adults. Like I still have to jump in and like help them with big things. Occasionally. I don't have day-to-day -day momming going on in my world. So I think, um, I think initially you tried to do this in February. I did because I, I thought I heard somebody else say, oh, well, it's the shortest month. So then you... <laughs> <laughs> and I don't remember what caught me up at that point, but I did not make it the month of February. I bet, I bet you any money it was like winter break or something like that. You know, like you get your, we're, we're really di diving down a rabbit hole, but the bottom line is my life's a little calmer than yours. So <laughs> true, especially in the summer, there is nothing consistent about my schedule in the summer, but that's okay. I think the proven point though, is that I've been intentionally working to do more stitching, but what I, what we're here to talk about is your journey through the stitching every day for a month. 
So, and, and maybe after you hear some of my things, you'll get remotivated to try it again and maybe choose some 30 day period. It does not have to be the beginning of a month to the end of a month. Um, it technically could be a 28 day period. Um, no one's counting. <laughs> when your kids are back in school and your life is a little bit more, um, just, you know what to expect most days. Well, you've done a great job. Um, I'm not, I'm on Instagram all the time. I'm mostly putting stuff out there. I'm not always just scrolling around to see what people are doing, but I have had a chance to see a few of your posts where you say it's day one, it's day two, it's whatever. And even that has been kind of motivating to me. Like, Ooh, what is she going to stitch now? I have to say, I have had a number of people that like comment on it every day that have really been watching. Um, Debbie ma usually makes a comment every day, Donna Grady and Cindy Chitty, who um, are some of our podcast watchers. I know they both said that they did it in February and they loved it so much and they got so much out of it that they are now on like, well, this was a few days ago. They were on day 178. Wow. They're like, and they're both. That's over half of the year. Well, because they started February 1st, right? Wow. So awesome. they have been very um, appreciative towards me slash us for creating this because they did not realize how much richness it would bring to their lives. And, and, you know, honestly, like my friend Janet texted me and she's like, so I'm packing to go out of town. I have no time. If I just do like two needles full of silk and ivory, does that count? I'm like, heck yes, girl, it counts. Like if you sit down in a chair and stitch for, you know, I guess a needle full, like that's good enough. You know, you, you sat and stitched. I mean, maybe if you take one stitch, that's a little lame. Well, let's just call <laughs> spade a spade, but um, yes. But if you're like, yeah, there's no time limit. And what I've found with my, with my, uh, efforts is that there are some days where I'm like, okay, I really, I haven't had a chance. It's now 10 o'clock. I'm really would rather just get in bed and read a book. And then I'll sit down and I'll get out my needle and my thread. And next thing you know, it's been a half hour and then I go to bed. So, um, you know, that five minute time frame, I'm like, I'll just push through for five minutes and that'll do the trick. So anyway, but let's give a little structure to this conversation because sometimes we're not very good at that. Um, <laughs> so I um, kind of sat down and like, I made a whole list of things that I felt like I got out of it, um, my takeaways, how I accomplished it, why I decided to do this. So let's talk about why first. So I love a challenge. So I have, I think, you know, you and I talked about it. Nobody else got to hear us. Um, I like to, if someone sets out a challenge, I like to do it. You a couple of years ago said, I'm going to do dry January this year. I'm like, oh my God, why would you do that? Fine, I'll do it with you. <laughs> and so I did dry January. Um, stitching every day was a lot more fun than dry January. Well, um, I think that dry January was related to the fact that it was a global pandemic and there might've been too much consumption. And so there needed to be some balance, but that's all right. <laughs> um, so I, you said you were going to do it. And I'm like, I'll hop on board with you because I always think, you know, if people are doing things together, it's way more fun, whether it's something that might not be fun or is fun. It's still more fun with a friend. So, um, there, the January, I got my Peloton. There was a challenge out on Peloton to do a workout every day. And I did that. And I was very proud of myself again. This has been a lot more fun. So, um, <laughs> I don't know. I like a good challenge. So 
Uh, we also talk about on the podcast, we talk about it in our shops, we talk about it with our stitching friends, that the benefits of stitching to reduce stress, reduce anxiety. Um, I have, I, I'm fortunate that I'm really not someone who has a lot of anxiety, but probably what I can use some help with is a little work-life balance. Um, as, uh, and I, I don't know if it's my personality in general or because I'm a small business owner or, 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 but I tend to sometimes forget to do things for myself. Like I'm either taking care of my family or I'm working and then I'm not really doing anything for me. I don't think it has anything. I don't think you're unique. How about that? I think there's most of us could probably focus a little more on doing things for ourselves, yes. especially women, right? Yes. And, you know, we're stretched in. And um, so that that was really the other thing that I was hoping to kind of get back to. Um, People think that when you own a needlepoint shop that you get to stitch all the time. And it's just like any other job. You don't actually get to stitch when you're at work and you need to make time to make it happen if it's something that's important to you. And I know that when I am stitching on the regular, I'm a much calmer mellower, collected person. It just that, that mindfulness of activity is really, really helpful. So, um, those were my motivations for doing this. Um, we also have some really, really, really great prizes. And of course, Megan and I aren't eligible for the prizes. Uh, but if you check off your list, all 23 items, including the stitching every day, and if you stitch every day, you can knock off a lot of those other items. Like, Oh, good point. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. So if you're stitching every day, then why not make one of them stitching a a chart for charity that you bought last December, you know, or if you're going to stitch in December, maybe that's when you do your chart for charity. So you, a lot of them, I think it's kind of like not in the spirit of things to combine like five things all in one project, but this one is screaming for combining things because one day I did stitch on my oldest project and, um, can't remember what else is involved. Oh, I did some stump work on one of them. The stump work one this year. I can't remember. I get our challenges mixed up. Anyway, I've done a lot of different things by stitching every day this month. So um, I think the next thing is to set yourself up for success if you decide to do this. So uh, as Megan mentioned earlier, I decided to start in a time frame when I knew it would be easy. So for me, I was not working the first 10 days of July. So ding, ding, ding. That's like the perfect time to start. So, um, you know, that's, that was a really carefree time. It could also work the other way. If you have, you know, someone you love and care about that's in the hospital, like that honestly might be a good time for you to start too. Cause you're sitting by their bedside. They, they nod off for a little nap, you know, so just pick a time where you know that there's going to be some kind of built in time for stitching to at least get yourself started. Right. Um, The other thing that I found is I need a lot of um, different types of projects to keep my interest. So there are some really um, focused, smart stitchers out there that pick up one project and they start it and they don't buy anything or stitch anything else until that project is done. I have never been that person. Nope. Same. Well, I was that person at the very, very beginning, at the very beginning of my stitching. I was like, bought a project, did it. And I was like, okay, I'm ready for my next project. But then when you get into the hobby more, you begin to have more interests, I think, and then you kind of collect, but I digress. 
So for me, it was really important for me to kind of have different projects at the ready. Like um, I usually have a ornament size project that's super easy to travel with. I usually have something that it has a stitch guide that might be on 18 mesh. I usually have a 13 mesh, really simple project. I usually have a 13 mesh uh, project that has a stitch guide. Um, I, because this is my also um, career, I sometimes have a project that I am writing a stitch guide for. Um, so having those different types of projects, like for me, sometimes I can't, I shouldn't say can't, I don't want to stitch on 18 mesh at the end of the day. I have challenged eyesight. My eyes are tired by nine o'clock at night. So picking up a 13 mesh project just feels better for me at that point in the day. So for me, having, um, a bunch of different things, I think really made it helpful because every, if you're going to stitch every day, you don't at least for me, did not start out necessarily in the mood to stitch every day. So it helped when I was like, you know what? I just need a 13 mesh basket weave project and do a few needles full and go to bed. And so. I suppose you could say to yourself, if you're going to stitch every day, that's your project. You know, yeah. I'm always going to have that project with me that the, the one I can take on the run, I can take, you know, you could potentially choose a project that could go in the car that could go to the baseball game that could do whatever so that you had an e like an easier stitch for every day that that could be one person's way of you know and i i think that's what our friend i think that's what our friend leslie did i don't know if you remember leslie um what is I her point leslie thank you yes i was like what is her handle um she did it in uh february i believe as well and she stitched a basket weave only picture frame because I think that was kind of her goal. She may have stitched other things that month. I haven't actually had a deep dive with her on that, but I think that was her intention. So I think the bottom line is know your personality. And if you need a variety, like then get those things kind of those different items kind of ready in your head. So I love a good, believe it or not, based on your experience uh, working with me on this podcast, I do like a game plan. I really do. So I'm even wondering if for me, it might be interesting because I've been feeling honestly a little overwhelmed by all the different projects I've got to your point as a business owner, we've got things that we're preparing for, for the end of the year that I know need to get stitched so that we can have the finished product. And so I've got that in my pile. And then I've got one that I wanted to have for this or wanted to have for that or whatever. And I've been feeling a little overwhelmed by all of my little bits and pieces of projects going. And then believe it or not, there are some things that I just want to stitch that have nothing to do with the shop. Um, but it might be interesting for me or a person to sit down and say, okay, here are the six things I want to work on this month, like kind of prioritize your stitching so that, and you could even throw in a chart for charity that's brand new. So then it's like something fresh, like, oh, I'll, none of this is inspiring me today. Oh, but that's brand new, you know, like a new project in that mix, but have like a finite grouping of things. Cause let's be honest, I've got way more than <laughs> uh, I could possibly stitch well, in but it might get overwhelming if I was so just going to do today. What am I going to do today? But if I had it all kind of lined out, these are the things I want to work on this month. Just and in effect, that's what happened because remember, I started this by going on vacation. So I packed up about six well, projects and right. brought them to the cottage with me. And for the most part, that is what I've worked on this month. But then 
Like there was a day that I was like, oh, I just need something really simple. Oh yeah. I have those self-finishing dog collars. Let me get those out. You know? So there's, I, I haven't limited myself, but I did kind of give myself that structure. So I think you're, you're onto something there for sure. And I, But I think what, and I'm not sure if you're going to get to this, but I think kind of what that illustrates, what you just said is those of us who do have a large stash, it's a very valuable tool to you to have a large sure. stash. Yes. <laughs> this is one of, that'll be in my takeaway list. So, oh, okay. Sorry. Um, yeah. So, so I think, um, so I also think it's really important to have, if you are someone who's fortunate enough to have someone who drives you. So, um, I mean, I don't have a driver most of the time, but when we come to the cottage, my husband would always choose driving over sitting. And I will always choose sitting over driving because Same. to me, I can stitch in the car. I know some people get car sick or whatever. You can't stitch in the car. I can only stitch on 13 mesh in the car. So in my mix of projects, for sure, was that roll it up in your purse basket weave project, which, by the way, I always end up putting other stitches in besides basket weave, but that's always my initial intent. Um, so for me and other people like me, make sure you have a car stitching project at the ready if you're fortunate enough to have someone who is at the wheel from time to time. Um, I uh, found that some of my old projects emerged. Um, when I was flipping through them, I'm like, oh, this would be a good one to add to the list because this fills a category like we were talking about um, that I hadn't filled yet. Um, and I also have found that the more you stitch, the more you want to stitch. Okay, sure. So I was afraid, someone said to me, well, someone who's not a stitcher, by the way, said, well, aren't you getting bored? And I'm like, no, actually, the more I stitch, the more I want to stitch because I just finding like, I'm just more cool, calm, collected. I'm getting things done. There's some um, gratification. I am to your earlier point. Um, no longer is feeling as there are times. Let me start over. There are some people that feel very guilty about having a stash. I don't. I don't collect anything else in my world. I'm not uh, a clothes hoarder. I'm not a collector of other things. I love needlepoint. I mean, I love needlepoint. And so if it is one of the things that I happen to have a lot of and I can afford it and it brings me joy, then what's the problem? Yeah, for sure. But occasionally. I do feel bad about it from time to time because I'll see things on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I have that in my stash. Oh, I have that in my stash too. <laughs> or, oh my oh God, my. all I have to do left is the beating on that. Let's just get it done. That's where I'm at on some things. And, and the worst is when you say, I think I have that in my stash, <laughs> but you're not exactly <laughs> sure. It's so true. That but well, I think that it's interesting though, back to your point of like, the more you're doing it, the happier you are. You know, like they say- with, with little kids, like sleep begets sleep. Do you remember that whole saying? Like, if you, you don't get enough sleep, then they wouldn't get, you know, right. it's like, it's kind of like the accumulating effect, you know, like, oh, I want to get more and I want to get more. And even just naturally, your body might just do that, like the sleep thing, you know, the more sleep you get, the more you can sleep kind of a thing. <laughs> right. And, and I'm finding that like at the beginning of doing this, I really had to make a conscious effort to make sure I stitched every day. Now it's like, it's a habit. You know, I, I won't feel right if it doesn't happen at some point today. And do you think 
you know, the other thing is like creating a habit. I think consistency is something with that. So in other words, like, do you always stitch in the morning or do you always stitch in the evening? Or do you carve out like a time like, oh, every day at five o'clock, I'm going to plan to stitch. But if I can't, if, you know, if for some reason you get to it earlier in the day, or is it just kind of catch as catch can? Um, for me, I am not a morning person. You and I have talked about that before. Um, having little children, like the worst part was having to like force yourself to be somewhat of a morning person. And it's just never been, you know, my, my thing. I'm not bright eyed and bushy tailed. I put out my clothes the night before. Cause I'm just kind of foggy in the morning, all these things. So, um, our friend Heidi, um, at Chaparral Dallas, I know she stitches almost every morning. Like she's an early riser. She gets up, she starts her day out stitching. I'm like, that's great. Will never happen in my world. I am here at the shop, gets up, she sets her alarm. It's something crazy, like 4.30 or something. And she gets up and she makes her tea or coffee and she stitches. She stitches every single day. And I think that was something for me when I was trying to work out consistently, like, okay, the alarm goes off at this time. This is what you're heading out to do. Even if you didn't want to, like, that's your time to do it. I, I can see how stitching might work in that same way like for Diane or for Heidi. But. Yeah. So, but I am not a morning person. So I tend to stitch in the, either in the evenings. Um, and then sometimes I'm, like I said, I'm like about to go to bed. I'm like, oh gosh, I should really sit down and stitch for a few minutes. Um, the other thing that I helps me with my stitching is to combine it with other things. So sometimes it's watching TV with my husband in the evening um, I love, love, love to read. You and I have talked about that so much. Uh, and reading and stitching are not complimentary things, except for I have an Audible membership that I haven't been using. So I think I've listened to three books this month because I just, my husband go, is, he's an early riser. He goes to bed at like nine or nine 30. I pop my little headphones in and I stitch away for an hour and then hit the bed at 10 30. And, um, and I'm much happier for it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yep. Um, the thing in terms of setting yourself for success, besides having your projects, like a variety of projects is um, make sure your stitching's at the ready. So either like leave something in your car. So if you end up having to wait at a doctor's office, you have something, leave something out on some table in your house that the kids, the cats, the dogs, whatever can't get to. So it's always out. And yes, you know, I'm, I tend to be a little bit of a neat Nick, but you can have one little corner where that you can leave a project out. It's okay. And if it's out, that for me was half the battle. Like, oh, all I have to do is pick that up and make sure your glasses are there, your scissors are there, you know, whatever your super basic, basic tools are. Um, and if it's there and easy to roll, then you're in good shape. So I, think those I have a little dish on my bedside table with scissors, glasses, an extra needle. And then when I, you know, wander up with a project or I, you know, it might be a good idea to have a bedside table, like a nightstand project. There you go. Yeah. I used to stitch in bed all the time. Now um, I tend to not do that as much because I leave the light on for too long and I, it's not, it starts to bother my husband after a while. So well, I, to mention, I also have a neck thingy and we, my husband has a headlamp for when he wants to read and I want to turn off and I've got the neck and I've got the little clippy. We are the nerdiest people ever, but you know, it works. <laughs> I love my around the neck light. We it's kind of, it's uh, actually referred to at our shop as the booby light because of the way I talked about it one day, because a lot of them point straight down and the one oh. we have out. 
Anyway, we digress. So, um, and then I do think the point, the point there, excuse me for interrupting you is if you have the right tools in the right places. So if you, ha I have a pair of scissors in my, um, not glove compartment, middle compartment in my, in my car and the console or whatever. And I've got, you know, the light by the bedside and I've got, you know, just random little bits and parts so that then you're able, cause your point is be ready, you know, so kind of give yourself a needle vial and throw it in your, cause I've got one of those in my console too, so that you can, because if you're, if you end up with a project, but you don't have a needle, well, you know, <laughs> you can't stitch right. every day. <laughs> Correct. And um, I did find out during this, and I am like the tool queen. I mean, I I am all about if you have having the right tools makes life easier, no matter what area you're talking about in your um, world. And uh, so, like I discovered recently that I didn't own a tail end weaver. It's a like seven dollar item. Actually, you get two of them for seven dollars. And, you know, I made a mistake at the cottage and I'm like, oh, if I only had the tail end weaver that's sitting at the shop, I'm like, you know, I think I can afford to like spring for a $7 item to make my stitching life easier. So, you know, um, I put, pretty much put a snag nabbit and scissors in every project bag. Yeah. Well, that I had conquered. And then this, I was just like, oh, and there's a way, you know, there's other ways to, if you make a mistake and you have to cut that stitch in half and you have to weave the ends and there's lots of ways you can accomplish that task. But the easiest way is to own a seven-dollar weaver. Learned that one the hard way. Um, so some of my other takeaways. Um, I'm just glancing at my list to see if I missed anything else about like how to set yourself up for success. Um, it definitely, like I said, has become just habit by now. Like today's, we are filming on the 28th. So today's day 28 for me. Um, I haven't stitched yet, but I have no doubt that it will happen this evening. So um, I am super excited by that. Donna and um, Cindy have said, you know, they're on day, it was 178. So it's probably almost 180 now. Um, Kathy Pender messaged me, said she's stitched every day since January 1st. Oh my gosh. So, and I bet you we're going to get lots of comments probably lots of comments under this video about how long other people have stitched. Oh, so amazing. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. And so I have found that I'm getting work done on some older projects. I am more enthused about stitching than I have been in a very long time, which is a pretty big statement when you own a needlepoint shop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't feel guilty about my stash. It is um, supporting my starteritis because I have started three new projects this month, which is like the, probably the last thing in the world I need to do, but two of them I started, I finished. And the other one um, is well underway and I am loving every stitch of it. So um, that's super exciting. Um, you can, um, it's really proven to me that you can do anything you want if you set your mind to it. I mean, any anything, let me start. That's a way bigger statement than I meant it to be. If there's a, something you want to do that takes less than 10 minutes a day, none of us have any excuses. It's not that hard. Um, even if I chose to take this 10 minutes a day and like start decluttering my house, like that's something that I used to do on the regular. I haven't done it in a while. And yes, it's beginning to show. Um, 
So like, I'm like, oh, so I did this. So maybe in August, I'll say that I'm going to do like a 10 minute Peloton workout every day, even if I don't do a real workout, like I can fit in 10 minutes and 10 minutes is always better than nothing. Right. So, so it's just really proven to me, like, if I can do this, I can, I can apply this theory to anything else in my, in my, that's a really cool takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I think the biggest thing of all is it's really um, shown me how important it is to make time for myself. I think all of us as people, especially as women, um, take care of ourselves last and um, carving out a little time in your day for yourself, whether it's for meeting up with a friend, whether it's stitching, whether it's exercising, or maybe it's all three of those things like you deserve that. Yes. Um, so I think, uh, you know, sometimes like all I've been guilty of being a workaholic. And so it's been really good for me to kind of take some time out for myself. So I think that I'm so, I'm just so happy to hear that this turned into such a, a joyful thing for you and it really hopefully it has for others too. Yes. Well, and if anyone hasn't started, like, uh, we mentioned at the beginning, um, it doesn't have to be at the beginning of a month. For me, I'm um, I'm a little type A. And so it was a very natural spot for me to start at the beginning of the month. month. But my very artistic daughter has kept reminding me, make sure you remind people it's, it's stitch every day for a month. It doesn't have to be first of the month to the end of the month because it's a very limiting um, detail. Well, how and about this? It's, what is today you said? Today's the 20 what? The 28th. Today's the 28th. This episode is going to drop on the 30th. Wait, what's today? So tomorrow. So tomorrow I will try to start my, my journey, my 28 to 30 day journey today. Okay. Well, and this is what I will tell you is part of the reason I wanted to start on the first of a month is because it's just easier to keep track. But one silly little thing I discovered is if Yes. If you put it on Instagram, you can go into the little gifts. And if you type like day one, day two, like it'll give you a cute little graphic to put on there. And so that's part of the reason I've kept adding it to my stories is, and you guys may see me hopefully all next month being like, I'm on day 42. Like, Oh, keep going. Are you hoping to keep it going? It's been really, really, really good for my mental state for sure. Love it. Well, yeah, so I'm going to try to do a little organizing and I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to do it. So I, I, years ago, I trained for a marathon and my friend and I bought this book, you know, back when we didn't have, you know, a lot of ability to awesome. like Google stuff. We actually bought a book, I think at Barnes and Noble. And I, I truly think like the first period, and what it did was it took you through the journey of like how to train, like how many miles per day and blah, 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 blah. But it gave you a lot of other inspiration too. And one of the the first paragraph in the book, I'm pretty sure said, if you're going to venture into this journey, because neither of us were really long distance runners. Sorry, I'm going down a rabbit hole, but it said, tell people, tell people you're doing it because that holds you accountable kind of to the universe. You know, it's, you, you don't want to let yourself down, but you also don't want to like let other people down when you like say it out loud. And then people are like, have you done it? Did you do it? You know, it's encouraging. Um, and so that's what I'm doing. I'm putting it into the universe today, the 28th. I will start. Well, and if, I'll find if anybody day. needs, <laughs> if you want some more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, 
tangible, tangible. That's the word. Evidence of why to do this. I finished two dog collars. I finished an ornament. Um, I thought I wrote all this down, but yes, I did. I finished two dog collars. I finished an ornament. I've made a lot of progress on an old Kelly Clark uh, class that I took that I never finished. I've made a lot of progress on my large basket weave only piece. I showed it off, um, I think, a couple podcasts ago that I changed the colors because it's going to be for my bedroom, that Melissa Shirley floral piece. Yep. Um, I have made a lot of progress on my labors of love uh, nutcracker that I'm writing stitch guide for. I've made a lot of progress on my Laura Taylor class that I took the end of June. I've also made some progress on a very old Laura Taylor stitch guide kitted large shoreline piece that I hadn't touched that I literally put on bars at the beginning of the month. So I'm seeing a lot of tangible progress, not to mention I'm really enjoying it. So I I love that. go forth, That's <laughs> go forth and needlepoint every day. How about that? <laughs> you got uh, it. Well, this has been really fun hearing about your journey and I hope that it encourages other people to get going. And even if you're not participating in the challenge, it sounds like it would be a good thing to do just for yourself and for your own mental health. But if you are working on the challenge, we are still working on collecting awesome prizes. And uh, so let's get after it, right? You're true. Well, good. Well, thank you. I'm glad we were able to get this back together. Uh, And I'm sorry that you're still dealing with a mess uh, from the storm at home, but uh, hopefully you'll get through it. And uh, it sounds like uh, to your knowledge, there weren't any real severe injuries or not not that I've heard. Thank the Lord. So as my mom always says, it's just things. It's not people. So yeah, there will be a big run on the condiments in the Kroger aisle. Yeah. Oh man. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody wants like mayonnaise that's been in a warm refrigerator. No, no. It'll be a really good time to clean out the fridge. I'm going to make lemonade out of lemons, right? I like it. All right. Okay. Well, if you have not subscribed, as we always try to remind you, please do hit that subscribe button. We're here on YouTube um, and that will just help you get notifications when we post new videos like this. So have a great weekend and happy stitching every day. Putting It Out podcast is a part of the ACAST Creator Network. For more information, please visit us on Instagram at Pointing It Out Podcast or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Pointing It Out Podcast. Shop online at Needlepoint Clubhouse by visiting stlneedlepoint.com and follow us on Instagram at stlneedlepoint. And visit the Wool and the Floss online shop at woolfloss.com and follow at Wool and the Floss on Instagram as well.